booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here is everything you need to know. The top five at five. The case was um, brought into us, um, you know, after the NYPD arrest presented as a murder. Despite pleas, Manhattan's DA there refuses to drop a murder charge against a Hamilton Heights bodega worker defending himself during an attack by an ex-con. Two Mexican drug cartel suspects walk free under New York's heavily criticized bail reform laws. Mexico's president meets with President Biden today at the White House with the border crisis at the forefront. 64% of Democrats say President Biden should not run for a second term. As borrowing rates and home prices tick up, potential buyers are canceling home sales in numbers not seen since the start of the viral pandemic. The Manhattan Bodega worker charged with murder for fending off a violent ex-con broke his silence Monday, apologizing to the dead man's family and saying he is very sad over the entire ordeal. Jose Alba charged with murder for allegedly fatally stabbing 35-year-old Austin Simon, the ex-con, stormed behind the counter of the Hamilton Heights Bodega after a woman he was with couldn't pay for a bag of chips. The clerk then grabbed a knife and stabbed Simon five times. In this shocking caught-on-video melee, here's defense attorney Pete Tillum on PIX11. It does look like self-defense. You have to remember something, that when a person raises self-defense, the government has to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that it's not self-defense. And so the burden in this case, after watching that video, would be very, very hard to overcome for the prosecutor to prove that this was anything but self-defense. Alba was arrested and charged with second-degree murder, initially held on $250,000 bail, reduced to a $50,000 bond. He was released from Rikers and is on home monitoring. There are calls for the DA to drop charges against him. A pair of suspected Mexican drug cartel smugglers arrested following the discovery of $1.2 million of crystal meth, then freed under New York's lax bail laws. The defendants, Luis Estrada and Carlos Santos of California, arrested by the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, was was all part of a multi-agency investigation. DEA Administrator Ann Milgram. The Mexican drug networks get chemicals largely from China, and then they mass produce, often in industrial labs, these deadly substances in Mexico. And then they pump this poison into the United States. And they are killing tens of thousands of Americans. The two men could only be charged with second-degree criminal possession of a controlled substance as opposed to a narcotic under New York State's outdated drug laws. According to authorities, these charges do not qualify for bail, according to New York's Soft on Crime 2019 bail reform measures. Well, after snubbing the United States at last month's summit of the Americas in Los Angeles, Mexico's President Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador will meet President Joe Biden at the White House today. Border security, illegal immigration and ways to stop the tidal wave of fentanyl and other illegal drugs coming into the U.S. will be at the forefront U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey said Mexican news uh, told Mexican news outlet Reforma what he hopes Biden will talk to the 
Mexican leader about. Uh, and between good friends, one can have honest discussions about the concerns uh, that uh, I and others uh, have about the erosion of the pillars of civil society within Mexico, uh, the erosion of a free and independent press uh, and their rights and the protections of them. The Mexican president has been quoted as saying that he is not going to prosecute or convict criminals and drug cartel leaders given human rights considerations. A policy known as hugs, not bullets. And the Mexican president has also said the migratory issue is central to today's meeting. Well, a new poll from the New York Times and Siena College in Loudonville, New York, show that 64 percent of Democrats do not not want President Joe Biden to seek another term in 2024. Here's White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre. There's going to be many polls. They're going to go up or they're going to go down. Uh, this is not the thing that we are solely focused on. Uh, we are focused on things like today, signing this bipartisan gun reform legislation, which will, again, save lives. Do we have more work to do? Absolutely. The Biden administration has repeatedly said the 79-year-old Biden will run again. 33% cited Biden's age and 32% cited his job performance as reasons why they felt that Biden should not seek a second term. 15% of potential U.S. home sales were canceled in June. Now, that's the highest cancellation rate since the start of the COVID-19 viral pandemic, according to a new report from Redfin. The average rate of the 30-year fixed mortgage jumped to above 6% in mid-June from 3% earlier this year, settling at 5 and 3.25%. The average price of a home is $470,000 or more. Here's Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell back in June. What we hope is we can get, get demand, to, to that part of the economy, to slow to a more sustainable pace and get housing, get get the housing market back on a, on a more sustainable path where there's a better balance between supply and demand. Higher mortgage rates have also caused some borrowers to no longer qualify for the loans. Lenders generally use a front-end debt-to-income ratio of about 20% as the ceiling for these home loans. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today, our highs 86. We have a 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms late afternoon, winds to 16 miles per hour. Showers and thunderstorms likely overnight, the low 74. Clearing in time for tomorrow with sunshine Wednesday, the high 87. Right now, 70 degrees, clear skies. And uh, let's look at your national, international news now. Well, another Biden gaffe to tell you about this morning. President Joe Biden mistakenly said that the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School shooting that killed 17 people occurred in 1918. This happened during a speech advocating for red flag laws. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 1918. 17 dead, 17 injured in both places. Countless others suffering with invisible wounds. In both places, red flag laws could have stopped both those shooters. The shooting actually occurred on Valentine's Day, February 14th, 2018, not 1918. It's the latest in a series of gaffes that the president, who turns 80 this November, has made. Most recently, Biden read a teleprompter reminding him to repeat what he just said. The president said, repeat the line. That prompted the world's wealthiest man, Elon Musk, to tweet, whoever controls the teleprompter is the real president. Well, the Secret Service confirmed Monday that the contents of Hunter Biden's iCloud account were actually hacked over the weekend. 
The hack exposing alleged texts, things like pictures and videos of the president's son doing drugs and engaging in other salacious and likely illegal activities. Online forum 4chan users claim they hacked Biden's iPhone late Saturday night, posting pictures to the website's main political forum, according to the Washington Examiner. And many of the posts were taken down by the website. One video purports to show Biden measuring the amount of crack he had while in conversation with a prostitute. It's 2.06. 2.07 without the bag. So how long is the bag? 2.0. Another alleged video shows Hunter Biden going down a water slide naked and texts allegedly reveal they show Biden claiming that President Joe Biden was in possession of five guns in 2019 despite campaigning on gun control. Uvalde County District Attorney Christina Busby is refusing to grant a request to release footage from inside of the Robb Elementary School mass shooting on May 24th. 21 people were killed. The refusal comes after Representative Dustin Burroughs, the chairman of a special Texas House panel investigating the Robb shooting, announced an agreement to disclose surveillance video. It purportedly shows officers gathered in the hallway outside of the classroom containing the 21-year-old gunman. Here's Burroughs on ABC News. I can tell people all day long what it is I saw. The committee can tell people all day long what we saw. But it's very different to see it for yourself. And we think that's very important. We'll continue to put pressure on the situation and consider all options in making sure that video gets out for the public to view. The police response under investigation by federal and state authorities. Officers have been criticized for waiting for over an hour before breaching the classroom. Also, an officer outside the building requested permission to shoot the gunman before he entered the school. But that officer did not receive a response. U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg Sunday defended the right of abortion rights protesters to demonstrate against Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh outside of a restaurant where he was eating dinner. Look, when uh, public officials go into public life, we we should expect two things. One, uh, you should always be free from violence, harassment, and intimidation. And two, you're never going to be free from criticism or peaceful protest, people exercising their First Amendment rights. And that's what happened in this case. The uh, protests, of course, in the aftermath of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the landmark 1973 decision legalizing abortion last week. Politico reported Kavanaugh left a downtown Washington restaurant through the back door after abortion rights protesters staged in front. Last month, of course, Congress approved new security measures to protect Supreme Court justices and their families after an armed man was arrested in front of Kavanaugh's home and charged with attempted murder. As Americans across the nation move past the viral pandemic, President Joe Biden's top health officials sounded the alarm on Monday that existing or new variants of COVID may again surge later this year. Here's HHS Secretary Xavier Becerra. What I will tell you is that uh, come the fall and winter, uh, most everyone who's uh, an expert on pandemics and uh, uh, these viruses will tell you that strong chance that we see we'll see a resurgence of the virus whether it's the variants that we have now or new variants and we got to be ready 
Bechera renewed the public health emergency orders on April 12th for another 90 days with an expiration date of July 15th. However, Bloomberg News reported on Monday the Biden administration would push the COVID emergency health orders back since HHS did not issue a 60-day notice to states since that last renewal. And scientists say the new variant BA2.75 may stand against immunity previous infections and vaccines. However, the effects of mutation remain unclear. It's now being seen this new coronavirus mutant in India and other countries, including the United States. As a Russian missile struck a key Ukrainian city, Russia's president is fast-tracking citizenship for all Ukrainian citizens. Vladimir Putin expanded a fast-track procedure Monday to implement influence over war-torn Ukraine. 77 WABC time check, 515. Justin Ellick out this week. Here's Phil Dixon. Thanks, Deb. I am Phil Dixon with your early news sports update. We had a pivotal game in the scope of the NLE standings. The New York Metropolitans had a shaky month of June, which led them to squabble their division lead over the reigning champ Atlanta Braves to just one and a half games. So this new three-game series between the National League's finest can be enough to win the crown over in the division. The Mets took the first taxi over to Atlanta to try to extend their lead, and that's exactly what they did. Pete Alonso got the scorecards flipping in the third with the double, but an unlikely name put the game away with a high fly into deep right. Guillaume gets one deep to right field. Back goes Acuna looking up, and it's out of here! Luis Guillaume with his second home run of the year. Guillaume with a blast! His second extra base hit of the night, and the Mets now have a 3-1 to lead in the eighth. That call courtesy of SNY. The homer, courtesy of Luis Guillorme, his second of the season. Max Scherzer was the man of the night, though. He looked as strong as ever with his seven innings pitched, making nine batters whiff on the plate with strikeouts, with just one run earned. Since his return from the IL, his ERA is sitting at a nice 0.9 in two outings. 4-1 4-1 was the final score of that game, and they both face off again tonight at 7:20 Eastern. The Yankees had themselves a night off, but they're back in action hosting the Cincinnati Reds in a three-gamer tonight at 7:05. The NBA Board of Governors is expected to approve the play-in tournament as a regular part of the future league seasons as soon as Tuesday, per, Adrian, uh, per ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski. The play-in features the seven through tenth seed teams in both conferences having up to two games to fight for that last play that last playoff spot. Over in Vegas, the New York Knicks Summer League squad was in action. Every year in the Summer League, we have a handful of players that look like they're just too good to compete in the Summer League, and it's exactly what Quentin Grimes, Quentin Grimes was last night. The Knickerbockers lost one to the Blazers, but Grimes had 24 points in all three of his games so far in the Summer League. Looks like the Knicks have a star young prospect on their hands. For more sports content, be sure to follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. For your early new sports update, I'm Phil Dixon. All right, thanks, Phil. I'm looking at your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Mostly sunny today, our highs 86, although there's a 30% chance of a shower or thunderstorm after 3 p.m. winds to 16 miles per hour today. Some showers and thunderstorms more likely overnight, but they should end by midnight or so. Mostly cloudy overnight, the low 74 winds to 14 miles per hour, clearing for tomorrow. Sunshine Wednesday, the high 87. Right now, 70 degrees, clear skies here on the Big Apple. Greg Morano standing by with your business report. 
I'm Frank Morano with your business report. The opening bell rings this morning after stocks fell on Wall Street Monday as investors braced for a key inflation reading. Global economic worries also weighed on markets ahead of a slew of corporate earnings reports. At the closing bell, the Dow Jones Industrial lost 164 points. The S&P 500 fell 44 points. The Nasdaq dropped 262 points. Big tech fell sharply with Twitter down more than 11 percent after Elon Musk canceled a $44 billion deal to buy the social media giant. Key inflation figures are due out Wednesday with the release of the Consumer Price Index for June. Elon Musk will have to fork over a billion dollars if the Twitter deal falls through, but experts say the mogul will likely enjoy a $400 million discount if he writes it off as a tax loss. The markdown, experts say, would see Musk save $400 million, making the real cost of the breakup about $600 million. Dan Ives, Wedbush senior analyst, spoke to the Associated Press. Look, for Twitter, this is a nightmare scenario. And now the stock's going to be under pressure with the Musk deal done. Musk announced he was walking away from the highly publicized deal Friday, causing the social media's share price into a freefall over the weekend. A new $90 million Facebook class action settlement could bring a payout your way. According to a press release, the U.S. District Court for the Northern District of California has granted preliminary approval of a $90 million settlement with Facebook's parent company involving the famous like button. According to the press release, the class action suit applies to Facebook users in the United States who between April of 2010 and September of 2011 visited non-Facebook websites that displayed Facebook's like button. For the first time in 20 years, the exchange rate between the euro and the U.S. dollar is nearly the same. The two currencies are less than one cent away from parity. The euro hovered around a dollar and four one-hundredths of a cent on Monday afternoon, down about 12% since the start of the year. Fears of recession on the continent abound, stoked by high inflation and energy supply uncertainty caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I'm Frank Morano with your business report on 77 WABC. I'll be back at 1 a.m. On the other side of midnight. Our futures mixed this morning. The Dow down 176 points at 30,964. S&P 500 down 21 and three quarter points. The NASDAQ has fallen at 59 and a quarter points. Gold up $2.20 at $1,733.90. Crude oil down $2.84 a barrel at $101.25. The WABC Early News. Well, continuing on that fatal bodega stabbing now, members of the group United Bodegas of America are hoping to meet with Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg all over murder charges against Jose Alba. Fernando Mateo of the organization spoke out. Our city is in crisis. And at this point, we are just fed up with people robbing, looting, attacking, assaulting, killing uh, our small uh, business owners. 77 WABC's Bob Brown has more. Manhattan DA Alan Bragg is feeling more and more pressure to drop murder charges against Northern Manhattan bodega clerk Jose Alba. The 61-year-old is charged in the stabbing death of an ex-con who attacked him behind the counter over a bag of chips. You can hear Alba trying to avoid the confrontation on video surveillance obtained by the Post. Come on, come out. A bipartisan group of city council members saying the DA's controversial progressive approach to law enforcement was rewarding the guilty and punishing the innocent. Mayor Adams standing by Alba. 
I'm Bob Brown for 77 WABC News. Details now into the investigation of that horrific Staten Island car crash that killed three teenagers. Investigators say that the driver of the Mustang, which split in two after colliding with an SUV and then impacting a tree, was traveling at an unsafe speed. Two of the three teens killed inside the Mustang were ejected, according to police. Killed was 16-year-old front seat passenger Fernanda Gill and backseat passengers Jesse Gill and Ashley Rodriguez, both 15 years old. Sunday night's crash occurred at the intersection of Highland Boulevard and Richard Avenue in the Tottenville section. Here's DOT Commissioner Udonis Rodriguez. This was a truly gruesome scene when Mayor Adam visited here last night. And it should be a stark reminder that speeding and reckless driving have life-threatening implications for all New York. The Mustang's driver, identified as a 16-year-old male name not released, so is listed in critical but stable condition. Two of the teens died at the scene. A third died of injuries at the hospital. Three shot at a pool party at a Glen Cove, Long Island mansion Sunday. At least 150 party goers turned up at this event at that 187-room mansion advertised on social media for the big Fendi celebrity birthday party. Lieutenant John Nagel spoke to NBC New York. A security guard uh, tried to uh, involve himself and tried to uh, uh, stop the, uh, you know, the fight. Uh, the shots rang out. It was an outdoor pool party uh, advertised uh, on the Internet. And the security guard, two others hospitalized but expected to survive. One Instagram account that publicized the party called it New York City's only premium open format music pool party with a bottle, food and hookah service with RSVPs, a must. Big Fendi is, of course, the rapper credited with discovering Nicki Minja. And he also let Sean Diddy Combs use the name Dirty Money for his group according to MTV. A New York City's Department of Corrections fired one of its correction officers after a Rikers prisoner died Sunday night, according to the agency. This inmate, 31-year-old Elijah Muhammad, died at the Georgia Venero Center around 10.30 p.m., marking the ninth person now to die in DOC custody so far this year. In a statement about the most recent death, the Department of Corrections Commissioner Luis Molina said a preliminary review of this incident required that we take immediate action against the staff involved, adding that an officer was terminated. However, the DOC has not provided any additional information about Mohammed's death or the findings that led to the corrections officer's termination. An upstate New York news anchor has been suspended from her job after looking disheveled and slurring her words during Saturday's broadcast on WRGB CBS 6 in Albany. Heather Kovar blames exhaustion following her father's funeral and a lack of sleep after working double shifts. And so moving on tonight is we have to tell you also, you know, like other news that's happening in the area and across the, you know, the area uh, in the nation. A four of, uh, let me tell you about this. A four- All right. Kovar got the weatherman's name wrong, too, and gave a rambling roundup that viewers complained made no sense at one point during the broadcast. During a segment about a heat wave in the United States, Kovar said these areas are reaching such areas. The station says they are investigating and have not commented further. 
Well, New York City launched its newest PSA on Monday with a focus on preparing for a possible nuclear attack. This short public service announcement identifies three steps New Yorkers can take as the threat landscape continues to evolve. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit. Okay, so what do we do? And New Yorkers encouraged to sign up for Notify NYC, the city's official emergency communications program, and receive free emergency alerts by visiting nyc.gov forward slash notify NYC or by calling 311. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center, mostly sunny skies today are highs 86 and breezy winds to 16 miles per hour. We do have a 30% chance of showers or thunderstorms after 3 p.m. Overnight, showers and thunderstorms are likely, but they should end by midnight or so. Mostly cloudy, the low 74 light winds clearing for tomorrow. Sunny day on Wednesday, the high 87 right now. 70 degrees, clear skies here in the Big Apple. Well, it's Amazon Prime Day today, the first of the highly anticipated two-day event where customers can take advantage of deals. And as well, here's Jacqueline Carl with some entertainment news. I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh Girl. Where the Crawdads Sing is a coming-of-age story complete with romance and courtroom drama. It's about a young girl growing up alone in the marshes of coastal North Carolina. The movie stars Daisy Edgar-Jones as Kaya and Taylor John Smith as her friend and first love Tate. It was filmed in New Orleans. The book was championed and made into a film with help from Reese Witherspoon. Where the Crawdads Sing opens in theaters Friday. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.